Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Terry Lucas, Managing Director at the Independent Women's Forum, and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. Today, I'm here with Jillian Melchior, a senior fellow here at IWS, and who just had an important article run about the latest news about how our healthcare system is working out for the American people. Jillian, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. So the Department of Health and Human Services just released some information about what Americans should expect for their health insurance premiums in 2017. Can you tell our listeners what the big news is? Well, it's it's not good, <laughs> to put it uh, pretty bluntly. So on Monday, um, they announced that on average, subsidies would be, or uh, pre-subsidy premiums would be going up by 25% nationwide. That's a really significant hike. And it's coming at a time where Americans are already very concerned about healthcare premiums. For example, there was a morning consult uh, poll looked at 20,000 healthcare shoppers um, and they all said in September that their top budget concern was the rising cost of health insurance premiums. That's before it went up an additional 25%. Um, on top of that, there's another e-health survey that found that the top priority for 54% of American families when they were looking for health insurance was low-cost insurance premiums. So I think what we're, we're really seeing here is a mismatch. Um, where the Obama administration promised that they were going to have affordable health coverage, and many Americans are getting sticker shock. Yeah, it's really, it is amazing when you think about how this law was sold, um, that affordability was really one of the, the primary justifications for creating the Affordable Care Act and um, having such a massive sweeping change in our health care law. You know, what's gone wrong? Why, why are we seeing these um, these massive increases in health care and health insurance costs? Well, I think the big reason is that the people who signed up for health coverage, I mean, the gold, the silver, the bronze plan, they're pretty comprehensive, expensive health insurance plans. So um, many critics warned that the people who signed up were going to be older and sicker. And that's exactly what happened. The Obama administration had forecast that a ton of young people were going to sign up. But that hasn't really happened. And that's a problem because young people are healthier. I mean, they're called young invincibles, kind of tongue in cheek, but it is for a reason. They tend to have a lot fewer health care costs. And the way that the system was built was with the assumption that these young people would pay into the system and kind of offset the cost. That's not what's happened. Um, insurers have ended up paying out way more for health care costs than the Obama administration had projected. And with that, a lot of insurers are taking significant losses. Now, it's tough to feel bad for big insurance, but I think for the American public, why this matters is that as insurance companies are trying to figure out how to make this financially work, as they're having to deal with an older, sicker population, the only way they can really offset those huge costs is by increasing premiums. But unfortunately, as they increase premiums, it's kind of a death spiral because we're seeing that young people are even less inclined to buy health coverage then. For example, in Arizona, that's one of the worst states uh, going forward into 2017. If you're a 27-year-old, um, before you paid about $196 last year, next year you're going to pay $422 a month for the identical coverage. That's a 116% wow. rate hike. 
So we really got an incentive structure here where the problem was that young people weren't signing up and it's becoming less likely that young people are going to sign up. Yeah, that's that's really, that, that really is amazing. And you can imagine um, if you're a person living on a budget and we know that so many young people out there are already just struggling to find good jobs and make ends meet as it is. A couple hundred dollars extra a month, that's, that can be just absolutely devastating. You know, the other news I feel like we keep hearing about Obamacare um, is this lack of competition that so many insurance providers are deciding to to exit the um, exit the marketplace entirely is that part of what's driving on uh, um, up uh, up costs? Is it just that now some of these places have a monopoly, so can charge whatever they want? Well, I think it's it, you're certainly seeing less choice. I mean, I'm going to get back to health insurers taking a hit because it's older, um, thicker pools of insured. And I mean, in 2016 alone, if you look at the top four insurers, uh, they reported $1.75 billion in projected losses. So a lot of them have looked at this, said Obamacare is not really working for us. So they're dropping out of the system. And that's the other big part of what we heard on Monday. Um, 28 additional insurers are just, they're not into it. They're not going to participate in the exchanges anymore. And these are big insurers, um, United Health Group, Humana, Aetna. Um, and just to put this in perspective, when the Affordable Care Act launched, there were 232 different insurers that Americans can choose from. A couple of years later, it's down to 167. So what we're seeing is um, about one in five Americans um, only have one insurer to choose from. That's not a lot of competition. Uh, they're pretty much stuck with the option that they have. And this is a big problem, too, because those single insurance plans that are available to them might not cover their doctor, might not cover their hospital. So I think what we're getting at with, with this is the, uh, the American public was really explicitly promised. In fact, I'll read you a 2009 claim from President Obama himself. He said, if you like your plan, you can keep it. If you like your doctor you have, you can keep your doctor too. The only change you'll see are falling costs as our reforms take hold. Instead of that, what the American public is seeing is increasing costs. They can't necessarily keep their doctor and their insurers not even participating. So we're really seeing a dearth of choice. Wow. You know, that's really amazing. Um, what do you think is the next step? What should the American people be, be hoping can happen? I mean, are there, is Congress going to take action? Is there any kind of immediate remedies that, that's being considered or, or um, you know, what, what comes next? Well, there there have been some attempts, obviously, to repeal Obamacare. There have also been um, suggestions about what would be good alternatives. But I think what, what Monday's news, anyway, illustrates pretty powerfully is that Obamacare isn't working as it was promised. Um, many you know, We're talking about it failing so dramatically that the Obama administration actually had to change the way that it was doing enrollment, give people more flexibility because their plans were being canceled. They had the rug pulled out from under them. And you're also seeing the Obama administration saying, well, don't worry, a lot of this is going to be under $75 for many families. But that's with a lot of caveats. It's, it's assuming that Americans are going to buy lesser health plans than they already signed up for. Um, so, you know, if you're a family that knows that you have some significant health care concerns, bought a gold plan to keep it affordable, you might have to drop down to a silver plan or a bronze plan. Um, that's going to mean more out-of-pocket costs for you. Um, it also means that there's a lot more reliance on subsidies. So the very millennials that were already getting soaked, um, going to bear that burden even more. So 
I think what we, what we know at this point is that Obamacare isn't working as promised, isn't delivering on its promises of affordability and improving healthcare access. And I, I really think it's going to be a difficult thing to replace now that it's, it's in motion. And the sad part is that all of this was incredibly predictable. Yeah, and that's that's really it's an interesting one when you're talking about taxpayers because when we talk about these these incredible um, cost increases because there are so so much subsidies coming through the system, taxpayers really are going to be the biggest losers, and that means that means all of us. We do have a uh, continuing budget deficit and growing national debt. Uh, it does seem like this is um, only going to get worse in the years to come. Um, so, you, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about and write about this important issue. You know, I've learned a lot, and I hope we can continue this conversation more in the future. I'd also encourage our listeners out there to stop by at one of our websites, healthreformquestions.com, where you can take a quiz to see how much you know about the real facts about how Obamacare is working out. This has been another edition of IWF's Working for Women podcast. And for those of you who listened, thank you for your time. You can find out more about this topic and many more at IWF.org. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.